0: We bless your holy name. You're glorious in holiness. You're fearful in praises. Always doing wonders, O God. What a privilege to come into your presence, everlasting Father. What a privilege to sit at your feet, to honor you, to worship you. Even as we go into your word now, Lord Jesus, we invite you to take your place. Come and tabernacle in our midst, O God. But even better still, tabernacle in our hearts. Sweet Holy Spirit, we ask that you speak to us. Encourage us. Challenge us. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I believe with all of my heart that this year is going to be our best year yet. I really believe it with all of my heart. Because of the word that God has graciously spoken to us. That this year will be the year of the turnaround. This year will be the year of uh, open doors, doors of opportunity. This year will be a year of celebration for you. Now I say that to say that this 30-day period that we're spending in prayer and fasting, I believe is preparation, Pastor Bajer talked about preparation a few, a few weeks ago. I believe is to prepare us as well as to divinely position us, or reposition as the case may be, for all that God wants to do in your life, in my life, in this church, and in this nation this year, 2024. You know, last week we asked the question that what does the turnaround around mean for us and we had a few um, ladies and gentlemen come to speak on our behalf but a few days ago i just felt god say the bigger question is should be what does the turnaround mean for god what is on god's mind why did god give us this word what is god doing what does god want that should be the question that is going through our minds. You know, we're all believing for different things, every every single one of us. And I know that the people that are going through loads of challenges and hardships, and you know, just trusting God to come through for them. But the question still remains: What does God want? What is God doing? And the answer that came to me instantly was that. God is changing things. You know, the, the word turn around, the, the, English, the dictionary definition means to change, but not just to change, but to change for the better. And when God is involved in a change process, when God is turning something around, it means a divine encounter or intervention where God reverses someone's circumstances, turning the negative into positive. Someone should say amen to that. So God is changing things. God is turning things around. God is turning around our circumstances. But I felt God say that more than our circumstances, God is turning our lives around. You know, I I felt God say, (laughs) say to somebody to encourage, well, it encouraged me, but I hope it encourages you today, that God is working. God is working on your behalf. Can you please turn to somebody and tell them God is working? God is working. Go and tell them, God is working. And the scripture that encapsulates this best, a scripture that we've read and prayed through many times in this season, Jeremiah 29 verses 10 to 14, I'm going to read it in the message translation. Listen to the word of God. It says, this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I will show up and take care of you. As I promised and bring you back home I know what I am doing I have it all planned out plans to take care of you not to abandon you plans to give you the future you hope for when you call on me when you come and pray to me I will listen when you come looking for me you'll find me yes when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else I'll make sure you will not be disappointed. God's decree, I'll turn things around for you. I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree, bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. You can count on it. You know, if God says, you can count on it, you can count on it. So please tell somebody again God is working. God is working. And that's the title of our brief discourse today. What is God doing? What is God working on? There are three things. God is doing many things, many things in our lives, ladies and gentlemen. But there are three things that I felt God wanted us to focus on, to highlight. Because there are three things that matter the most to God. The first thing, ladies and gentlemen, is that God is working on our relationship with him. God wants our heart. That's what matters to him the most. If he's turning anything around at all, ladies and gentlemen, it is your heart and my heart. Because that is what matters the most to God. God wants our relationship. He wants our relationship so bad, ladies and gentlemen, that he paid a heavy price for it. Sending his son, who incidentally is God, sending his son to come to the earth to die on the cross for you and I. That's how badly God wants a relationship with you and I. Throughout history, throughout the Bible, you read the Bible, the, the the cry of God's heart has always been and continues to be he wants his people to return to him, to return to him. That's the heart of God. He wants your heart. He wants my heart. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, God does not want a transactional relationship. And that's what we find in most of our Christianity. God wants a heart relationship. He wants people who really love him and seek him for who he is and not what we want from him. He wants people that are devoted to him, that are loyal to him, people that are obedient to him, people who want his heart more than his hand. You know I'll never forget a few years ago we were we went for a wedding in Morocco and um, on, the, on the morning of the, the wedding. I got up early um, to pray, to do my quiet time. And um, I I went somewhere quiet and, you know, you start your quiet time with worship. Um, So I started worshiping. And then I started to sing the song. um, Jesus is the center of it all. Jesus is the center of it all. From beginning to the end. And then when I got to the part where it says, um, Jesus, you are the center. Everything revolves around you. I felt the Holy Spirit say, It's not true. Seriously. I actually, it, it actually jolted me. The Holy Spirit said, No, it's not true. You know, we can sing the songs, but we don't live it. The Holy Spirit said, No, no. If, if everything revolves around me, it will show in your heart and in your life. So, what is God doing? In this season of the turning around, he's turning our hearts around. He wants to, he wants to, to take us away from, from let me, I, I wrote it down. He says that God is passionate about us. He's working on our hearts. He wants to turn our hearts from the cold, superficial, shallow, religious hearts that a lot of us, if we're truthful to ourselves, have. God wants instead hearts that are deep, intimate, passionate about him. And as many as are willing in this season of the turnaround, just let God have your heart. That's one thing that is working on that is so important to God. That's why it says in Jeremiah 12, When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. The Amplified says, Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. That's what God is working on. That's what God wants to do. And I pray that we'll cooperate with him in this season. The second thing. That I felt God wanted us, wanted to highlight that He's working on. God wants to display His nature and His power through us. He wants to display His nature, His power. He wants His glory to be shown through us. But guess what? He's working on our character. You know. God made us in his image. The reason why he made us in his image, ladies and gentlemen, is so that he could display himself through us to humanity. But then you all know what happened. Sin came in the way. Uh, the, the, The devil came in the way. And instead of imbibing God's nature, God's character, we were influenced and corrupted by Satan's character. But God has been working. God has been working. He's been working non-stop through the Holy Spirit to change us, to change our character, to change our nature. So this turnaround, ladies and gentlemen, remember, the question is, what is God doing? What does God want? This turnaround, he's saying, I want your heart. I want that deep, intimate relationship, but I also want to change you. Because I need to change you so that you can represent me appropriately. God is Changing, removing, the selfishness, the pride, the anger, the impatience, the lying, the gossiping, the backbiting, all these things that, they don't happen in the world, they happen in this church. And instead, he wants to replace us. You know, that's what the turnaround is about. He wants to replace us with with his son's attributes. Attributes of love and kindness and patience and humility and consideration for each other. The way we treat each other. Because, ladies and gentlemen, God's desire has always been that when people see you, they see God in you. And that is what attracts people to, to God. We want God to bless us. We want God to change our circumstances, and he will. He will. But he's more concerned about changing our character. You know, I'll never forget, I was thinking um, a few years ago when I was doing adult education in, um, in uh, management school. Uh, there was this mo- module uh, where, where we were talking about the change process, the manufacturing process. And they said to us, is it on the screen? They said to us that there are three processes that take, there are three things that take place. Have you got that thing? Yeah. So for a manufacturer to manufacture something, they get all the raw materials together. Raw materials that on their own cannot do anything. They don't have any impact. And then it goes through this change process and then it becomes the product that you and I use. So a tire that is on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the wheel of your car that allows you to drive your car, it started with raw materials that, that you know, don't make any difference at all. It comes together and it becomes something useful. So they said to us um, that we should choose companies all over the world to do a presentation on how a manufacturing process changes materials to product. I chose Jesus House. So, my supervisor was surprised and said, how can a church be a manufacturing process? I said, ah, the raw materials are people. The process is God. The product are changed people. And, you know, talking about this process of change, one of the greatest stories of turnaround in the Bible is a story that we can, I'm sure the pastors will tell you. We can preach every Sunday till the end of the year. Is the story of Joseph. It's a story that always challenges me, ladies and gentlemen. You know the story, but let me let me paraphrase. So God has a purpose for this young man. He shows him a dream of a glimpse of what the future would be. At the age of 17, I I suspect um, Joseph was probably not that mature then. He starts to tell his brothers. But listen, for 13 years, 13 years, this young boy, he suffers hostility from his brothers, suffers rejection, suffers attempted murder. They actually wanted to kill him. Suffers slavery, suffers temptation, At that point, I tell people, at that point, I would have given up. I I would have fallen into temptation, honestly. Suffers false accusation. Suffers imprisonment. And then, at the point when his hopes start to rise, because he's just interpreted the dream for the butler, and he says to the butler, when you get out, please tell Pharaoh about this young boy that is in prison um, um, uh, innocently. He had hopes. And then the next minute, he's forgotten, his hopes are dashed. For two years, he's abandoned in prison. And then suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Can somebody please say suddenly? Suddenly. Suddenly. In one day, the Bible tells us, the spectacular turnaround that causes a man in prison, a foreigner in prison to become prime minister in one day. Spectacular turnaround. We find it in Genesis chapter 41, 38 to 44. Even Joseph himself did thanksgiving in church. He came to church to testify. He said in church, he's, no, not in church, in Pharaoh's, um, what's called? He said in Genesis chapter 41, verses 50 to 52, uh, because Pharaoh had given him uh, a wife, and then he had two children. He named his first son Man- Manasseh. He said, Because God has caused me to forget my troubles. God will cause you to forget your troubles. Yeah. Then he named his second son Ephraim. He said, Because God has caused me to be fruitful in the land, you'll be fruitful in this year in Jesus' name. But, ladies and gentlemen, that was not the turnaround. The greatest turnaround was what God was doing for, 30 years, for 13 years. Because God was working, working. Please let me tell somebody again God is working. Listen to what the psalmist says. Psalm 105 verses 16 to 20 in the New Living Translation. He says, he called for a famine. This is God was the one that called for a famine in the land of Canaan. Cutting off its food supply. Then he sent someone to Egypt ahead of them. Joseph. I'm sure you know that Joseph didn't know that God sent him. He sent someone ahead of them. Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar and then verse 19 until the time came to fulfill his dreams the lord tested joseph's character all that 13 years was a turnaround process of change god needed to change his character for what he needed joseph to do i hope somebody will be saying to god do your work in me because God wants to change you so you can change the world. God cannot use us as we are, flawed and dysfunctional. He must do this big turnaround work so that we can fulfill his plans and purposes for our lives. And number three, this is the last one. So God is working on our heart because he wants a deep, intimate relationship. God is working on our character because he wants us to represent him, to fulfill his plans and purposes. Number three, ladies and gentlemen, God is working on our destiny. From the moment you were born, ladies and gentlemen, God had your destiny before him. His plans and purposes for you. That's what he said in Jeremiah. I know the plans that I have for you, but guess what? God also wants your faith. Amos chapter 3 verse 3, in the New King James Version. It says, can two walk together unless they are agreed? The message translation says, do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going, if they are not going in the same place? As we journey through life, God doesn't want us to journey by ourselves. You know why? Because he is the one that orchestrates our destiny. So he wants to walk Hand in hand with us as we fulfill destiny. But how do you walk hand in hand with a God that you and I cannot see? We walk with God by faith. It is by faith. And what is faith? Faith is simply believing that God is God. Simply believing that God is who he says he is. And not just believing that God is who he says he is. Incidentally, in James chapter 4, The Bible says that even the demons, they know God is God. They know, and they tremble. So faith is not just knowing that God is God. It's believing that he will do and he can do all that he says he's going to do. So faith, true faith, always expresses itself in confident trust in God. When a person has faith in God, you're confident in God. Faith always expresses itself in confident obedience because when you hear God, because you trust him, you obey him. Faith is a vote of confidence. You know, when we say to God, thumbs up to you. Whereas unbelief or lack of trust dishonors God. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, We read the scriptures all the time, but God is working, and I pray someone is listening. It says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 in the Passion Translation, And without faith, living within us, it would be impossible, impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. The Amplified says, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God walk with God and to please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, do you know that these three things are the three things that constantly got the children of Israel into trouble? Their hearts were not devoted to God. One minute he was with God, another minute they're chasing other idols. Their hearts were Rebellious, they were rebellious, stiff-necked people. Their character was evil and wicked, and they did not trust God. And because of those three things, they ended up in captivity. The captivity that we're saying that God turned around, it was because of the absence of these three things. That's why God is encouraging you and I today, challenging us. I'm working, I'm working. But these are the things I'm working on. Pay attention to the things that I'm working on. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue this journey into 2024, the year of the turnaround, the year of open doors, let's be mindful. God is working in you. God is working in, uh, for us. God is working things around for you. But he wants us to cooperate with him. So I, I end... By saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the word that I've been hearing for the last week or so. Trust God. Just trust God. Seven things, very quickly. Trust in God's nature. What is God's nature? God is a faithful God. If he says he's he's always true to his word, trust in God's nature. Number two. Trust in God's ability. (laughs) We read the scriptures. With God, nothing is impossible. You know, we read all the scriptures. With God, nothing is possible. But do you really believe? Trust in God's ability. This is the God who made the universe. That, you know, we we read in science. I think it was uh, uh, Pastor Jubadi that was leading us one one of the mornings or afternoons, and he was describing the universe, the cosmos, how the, the planets are you know, they're just rotating by themselves and rotating around the sun. I'm thinking, my God, the God who holds the universe in his hand, there's nothing that he cannot do in your life. Number three, trust in God's plans and purposes for your life. He says, I know what I am doing. Just leave me to do what I'm doing in your life. Number four, trust in the process. You see, turn around Sometimes will not be as easy as you think. Joseph, 13 years before he was turned around. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever the challenge is, trust in the process. God is working in your life. Please, please. You guys are looking too sad. Can you please let me tell somebody God is working. God is working. God is working. Number five. Trust in God's timing. They say time is the enemy of faith. We believe God for a minute, and then after we've waited a bit, of course, because we have our own plans, we wait a bit, and then nothing's happened, and guess what? We start to doubt God. But God knows where you are, my brother, He sees where you are, my sister. And is working everything out for your good. The prophet Habakkuk says in Habakkuk 2 verse 3, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place and it will not be delayed. You know last week when the guys were talking about what uh, uh meant for them, I, 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 I was laughing and fell off my feet when When, I think it was Shekong that said that, you know, just learning to trust God, he had accepted to be gentle. Just be gentle. Just wait on God's timing. It's interesting that Psalm 126 that we've been quoting, it starts by saying, when. When God turned around. When. There's always a timing. And the reason why they were like those who dreamed is because they had given up on God. They didn't think it was happening anymore. So when it happened, they thought they were dreaming. I've told this story before, not a story, but I'm sure you all know about the Chinese bamboo tree. How many people know about the Chinese bamboo tree? Chinese bamboo tree. The Chinese bamboo tree is a very unique tree. When it's planted, the story goes the first year the farmer or the gardener just keeps going watering the area first year nothing at all he just plants the seed nothing at all the second year nothing at all the third year nothing at all then the fourth and meanwhile all this time the gardener is just watering you know tending you know doing all the stuff it needs to do manure and then in the fourth year, all of a sudden, can somebody please say suddenly? I wanted to say to you, and I'm glad the Holy Spirit reminded me, your testimony this year will be one of suddenly's. I, I am so certain about that, ladies and gentlemen. God will do dramatic things in your life and in my life. All of a sudden, in the fourth year, the story goes that the, 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 the gardener comes and the seed shoots. But that's not the miracle. From the point that that seed shoots up, the Chinese bamboo tree starts to grow at a rate of one foot a day. So in 80 days, this bamboo tree that was quiet for three, four years, nothing. In 80 days, the tree grows to 80 feet. 80 feet. But you know what? God was working all along. Because in those four years, the the this, this seed was putting its roots down. It was growing down. It was spreading. Why? Because he knew what kind of tree it was going to carry after four years. God is working. Trust his timing. Number six. Trust God's love. <laughs> if there's one thing, I would encourage you, my brothers and my sisters. Whatever is buffeting you. Whatever the the enemy is whispering into your ears, remind yourself, this God loves me. Isaiah 45, I'll paraphrase because of time. God had said, you know, this turnaround we're talking about, God had prophesied that after 70 years, I'm going to rescue you. Guess what he does? He goes to look for a foreign person, not a Christian, not an Israelite. He goes to look for a foreign person, Cyrus, a Persian, and brings Cyrus the Persian. In one day, ladies and gentlemen, but Cyrus comes against Babylon and destroys Babylon. In the same day, he announces freedom to the Israelites. That's why they were like those who dreamed. In the same day, he announces that they should rebuild Jerusalem. But listen to verse 4 of Isaiah 45. He says, I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And then verse 4 says, and why have I called you for this work? He was asking Cyrus. Why did I call you by name when you did not know me? It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant. Israel, my chosen one. Everything God does is for your sake. It's for your favor. And then lastly, ladies and gentlemen. Always give God thanks in every situation. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give God thanks. You know why? Thanksgiving, giving thanks to God is a sign of your confidence in God. When God has given you a baby or you're married or he's given you a promotion, it's very easy to thank God. But when nothing has happened and you're thanking God, you know what? You're saying to God that I trust you. Thanksgiving honors God. That's what Psalm 51 verse 3 says. It says, Psalm 50, I beg your pardon. It says, giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. Amen. So my brothers and my sisters, don't focus on the circumstances. Focus on God. Because God is working on your behalf. And I have an assurance in my heart, in my spirit, that for as many as believe, there will be a performance of God's word in your life. Yesterday, Pastor Ayo led us in prayer, and he used this scripture that really touched me. Psalm 130, verses 7-8 to in the Passion Translation says, O Israel, keep hoping, keep trusting, and keep waiting on the Lord. For he is tender-hearted, kind, and forgiving. He has a thousand ways to set you free. He himself will redeem you. He will ransom you from the cruel slavery of your sins. And Psalm 138, this is my prayer for you, ladies and gentlemen. That the Lord will perfect everything that concerns you. The Lord will not abandon you. He will not forget you. He will do all that is planned and purposed for your life. You know the song we sang, there's a song that really encourages me. I'll put my faith in Jesus My anchor to the, the ground My heart Can I ask us to bow our heads and just say a prayer to this faithful God who loves you more than you can ever imagine. And the prayer is simple, Lord, have your way in my life. Do a work in my life. Whatever you're doing, I give you permission. Walk on my heart. Walk on my character, my nature. Walk on my faith so I can walk hand in hand with you. That's what God wants, that we walk hand in hand. And as we're saying this prayer, I also would like to pray for a special group of people. You know, the greatest turnaround ever is when one minute a person is living away from God. And then God touches their heart. God calls them. And they turn around to start to walk with God. And I want to pray for anyone here. You've listened to the word of God. You're here in person, you're here online, you're here at the hub. And God has been knocking on your door. He may have been knocking before today. He may just be knocking today. But all he's saying is, I want you. I want a relationship with you. I want you to become my son, my daughter. If that is you, please open up your heart. Allow Jesus, our Lord and Savior, to come into your heart. And it's very simple. All you just say is, Lord, I surrender myself to you. Lord, I surrender myself to you so that you become my God. I'll become your son or your daughter. If there's anyone that's saying that prayer here at the base, just wave at me so I can see you, so I can pray along with you. Just wave at me. If there's anyone that's saying the prayer, okay. uh, There's a hand over there. God bless you anybody else anybody else i can't see you but just wave if anybody sees them just point if you're online and you're saying that prayer lord i surrender my life to you i want you to be my god i want to start a relationship with you you're online follow the prompting just follow the prompting it asks you if you're surrendering if you're giving your life to god at the at the hop please do the same and if you're doing this let's pray together heavenly father We bless your holy name. Thank you for your love that was demonstrated by sending Jesus to die for us on the cross. If you're surrendering your life today, just say after me. Father, I give my life to you. I turn away from my past. Please forgive my sinful ways. I acknowledge that Jesus Christ died for my sins. And now, today, I surrender my life to him. Lord Jesus, please be my Lord and my Savior. As a result, I declare today the greatest turnaround that I am now born again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.